Oh yes, here we are back with another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is number 22 coming at you once again from the Dog Bowl 10. I am your host who likes to boast, Cody Beekman. I'm always joined by Daniel Meaty Beaty. <laughs> What's up? I'm the skinniest <laughs> motherfucker here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Today you're meaty, bud. And we've got, last but not least, Keats. Hello. And then we got Lacrosse Bormeyer. Hey, what's up, guys? And we are so honored to be joined here today by Gabe Gautier. Uh, Gabe, say what's up, buddy. Beaks, what's up, buddy? Th- thank you for so much for coming on, man. Thank you so much. This is, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk some hockey, so let's get right into it. Um, so, uh, Gabe, we you you have been around the hockey. Uh, you've been all around in hockey. Uh so we're gonna we're gonna take it right from the very start. It's like, uh, can you tell us a, a little bit how you got into hockey and how you know you kind of uh, decided to make this like such a big part of your life? Absolutely, great question. And uh, the cool thing about uh, this is now we can do multiple podcasts, right? <laughs> so I can come back and talk more because it'll it'll ta- it'll take a while before we get to that Vegas part. <laughs> oh, but because yeah. uh, one one I'm a talker and, and two uh, I've had write the journey but uh oh yeah it's been great so i grew up in southern california and played uh, all my youth hockey there and uh got to the point where uh it was either play somewhere else or just follow a certain path and and for me it was the path that you know it was all or nothing i wanted to play in the national hockey league yeah and and so then i ended up leaving home at, at 13 years old so I, uh, I was playing Bantam hockey as a 12-year-old. I was playing Bantam AA as a 12-year-old in Southern California. Wow. And uh, it was just, it, it was good hockey. It was great hockey. We, we, when I say we, there was a group of, uh, group of guys, group of hockey players that were 84, 85 uh, birth years. And, and we kind of started that, that movement of Southern California hockey where a couple of guys older than us, uh, Noah Clark and, uh, Justin Morris and Alex Kim, those guys started a little bit, but then we kind of really took it to a new level uh, where one of our teams in the Quebec Pee Wee tournament, right? It's the world famous Quebec Pee Wee tournament. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and we ended up winning the, the one of the divisions as a California team, right? And everyone's like, what the Yeah, the you must hell? have turned some heads doing that. Absolutely, right? nobody expected yeah, that no one out of California, especially Southern. <laughs> right, and that was the thing is everyone thought, hey, you're surfers, you know, you're skateboarders. And I'm, we're like, hell no. One, we don't like the beach. <laughs> and, and two, <laughs> there's no way I'm skateboarding, right? Because then if I get hurt, I can't play hockey. <laughs> so they didn't realize that we were, we were in it. And uh, so a couple of guys, like Brett Sterling was one of the guys that uh, – played with me and Brian Salcedo and uh, Matt Ford and we ended up all playing professional hockey and, and the reason why is because we we ventured out and and at that time it was a necessity right we had to had to leave California it wasn't a matter of uh, you know we're being recruited and this sounds nice we're, we're gonna go there it was you're you're going there or you're staying here and, and that was uh, <laughs> That was kind of not really an ultimatum, but it was like if you wanted to take this path, you you had to go and and get seen elsewhere. So I ended up going to, to Berkshire Academy for for one year, and that's out in Sheffield, Massachusetts, uh, for prep school. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as a freshman, it led the team in points. And so then it was just like, okay, well, what's the next step, right? And uh, and then there was this recruiter scout, uh, Roy Henderson. Uh, in in Vancouver, British Columbia, gave me a call and he's like, "Come to this camp." And it was the Global Scouting Camp, and it was in uh, Langley, BC. Are you familiar with that one or Global Scouting? Oh yeah, I know Global Scouting. I know he's Global Scouting. I'm from. Oh, well, I'm not from Vancouver, but right. I know Langley. I know Surrey. Yeah. I know Burnaby. I know yeah. what you're talking so about. So I I ended up playing with Chilliwack, oh. and, and Roy Henderson. Roy Henderson ran Global Global Scouting. And it was out of the Langley Arena, right? The Twin Rinks. Yeah. And uh, so I, I go up there, and as a 14-year-old, I'm doing this camp. And and they started me off in the Bantam Division because of my age. And then they moved me into the Midget Division, and then they moved me into the Junior Division. 
and to be honest it was a point where they they called my parents and they're like uh, your son's gonna be playing here in Chilliwack, <laughs> no matter what you say. Like, <laughs> he's not coming back. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's he's not going back to prep school. He's not gonna go back to California. And uh, the funny thing is, is when I ended up showing back up to Chilliwack for training camp, Harvey Smeal, the coach, never even saw me play. And, and it's like I'm already on the team, and the coach is like, I've never seen this kid play, and he's from California. Who's you know? a, yeah, who's this Cali guy coming in thinking he can play some hockey? I wonder if it was yeah. like the inverse effect. Because when I moved from the uh, Canada to the States, they're like, oh, the, here's the Canadian on the team. I wonder if it's like, whoa, this guy must be really good if he's from California. Or was it well, was it yeah. the opposite? Was it, was, it, like, it was like, you're it was, you're stealing our spot, uh. you know? And uh, because the thing is, is they didn't, they didn't see me play until I ended up playing. And then that that kind of stopped them from talking yeah um but uh yeah it was it, uh, to be honest in my first four exhibition games i got jumped right and so those are like my first fights if you were in a, if you want to count them right if you're gonna go back in the archives and put them on drop the gloves or something right <laughs> uh, i got jumped four times oh, <laughs> as, as a 15 year old by these 20 year old canadian boys they're like you know, get your ass back home to California. This is a this is a man's game. Yeah, you know? oh yeah, this is our turf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Go back surfing. Yep, this is our turf, and that, <laughs> and that was uh, so I had to prove my ground, right? Yeah, I had to prove it, and that uh, not only physically, but uh, but putting the points up, and that's that's what I did, and then it kind of just went from there. So you know, as you're, you guys are familiar with billeting, I, I lived with three different par- uh, billet parents, and uh, that was a great experience. And, the one family I ended up staying in contact with for quite a bit. Um, but uh, junior hockey experience, you know, for, for the kids that are listening, it, it's it's truly, uh, it's a fun time. Uh, it really is. And, you know, depending where you go and, and all that, like, honestly, every hockey experience is going to be fun. But, you know, when you're playing junior hockey and then you're leading into college hockey, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and so exactly, uh, which leads me to my next question. So, how did juniors end up uh, in you deciding to go to Denver yes. University? Yes. So great question, and uh, you know, not a lot of people ask that. It's like you know, it's kind of this expectation, or some people are are so naive. It's like okay, well, the schools pick for you. It's like no man, you you get the opportunity to to pick and choose and. And there were uh, quite a few schools that I had, had an opportunity to look at, and I narrowed it down to uh, to three schools or universities. And the first one was Michigan State, second Ooh. was uh, Boston University, okay. and then the third was was DU. Um, and uh, and so I actually took my visit. I t- took three official visits, right? Did you go uh, to Michigan State? I did go oh, to State. That's a, I've played at that arena too. Yeah. So the cool thing about that visit, right? And this is where. I tell I tell people like how did you not pick state? Oh, it was you know? hard, yeah. So uh, I was there when they had the first Cold War, so the first outdoor game, and it was Michigan against Michigan State, right? Uh, and I remember Mike Camilleri ended up winning the game for Michigan that oh yeah that time, right? Um, and that was uh, what was that ninety that was ninety nine two thousand or two thousand two thousand one right around there. Um, but yeah, that was my visit. It was going, <laughs> going down to Michigan State when they were playing the outdoor game, right? Oh wow! I'm like man, this is sick. Like it's just awesome. But then you're like, well, they don't get to do this all the time. But still, when they do play, I believe it was Mun Arena, uh, was the was the facility there, and like even that facility was was phenomenal. But uh, to be honest, the the one thing that kind of deterred me away from Michigan State was the fact that living in Chilliwack, it was such a small town. Right, it was about thirty-five thousand people. It's a farm town. Uh, you get, you knew everybody, right? And then going to look at state, it's like seventy-five thousand undergrad, it's huge, yeah. right? It's a, it's a, it's a city in itself. They so, have their own ice cream like division of the agricultural department. Yeah. It's huge that right. place. What? It, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just, just nuts. ridiculous. Like you could, you could have a class here, right? And the other class is over there, and it's a, it's a five-mile drive. Oh man! You know? I'm like, no, I, I don't want to do that. So, uh, plus the other thing too is the coach at the time uh, said we don't play freshmen. <laughs> so, so just like, oh yeah, well we're do- well I'm right? done here. So like, well, what would you say, right? You're in, yeah. you're in your interview with the coach, and it's for one of the top 
uh, schools in the country, and they say, oh, yeah, we don't play our freshmen. Yeah, we're dropping See it. See you later. Peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, By the way, deuces. have you not known that I've been breaking the age and, like, exactly. <laughs> entry barrier my entire career up to this point? Right. Like. So, you know, so it was – it was two things, and I'm just like, you know, it, it was fun, but uh, let's see what's next. And so uh, I then took my other visit to Boston University, and that one was uh, that was close. And, and the reason why is because at the time, their assistant coach, uh, Mark Bavis, was, uh, was heavily recruiting me, right? And, and when I say recruiting, it, it's not like promises and all this stuff. It's basically... We need you. Like this is, this is a spot where where we need you. You know when we want you. So I took my visit there, and I had a buddy, uh, in uh, Southern California that was there too, and and so I got to visit around with him, and it was neat to be, you know, around Boston, downtown Boston area. Uh, but the other thing too is it was a big city, right? And and you're walking down the street, and all these brick buildings, and they say. Well, this building's apartments, and this building's a bank, and this building could be your classes. And I'm like, well, it, it's not like a university feel, right? It doesn't feel like a university. And, and then the other thing, too, is, it, you know, just the hockey. I, 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 I didn't see myself being on a, back on the East Coast, right? So then it came down to Denver, and, and the biggest part was uh, Seth Appert. Seth Appert was our assistant coach, and... That guy took recruiting to a whole new level, right? He he would call me once a week, and this was before cell phones and pretty much before email and text messages oh, yeah, and you all this those, stuff, right? Uh, the push button phones. Yeah, you have, you have to dial the. Fo- that means you have to you have to actually remember phone numbers, right? Yeah, oh yeah, or <laughs> carry well, on around that uh, chunky uh, that chunky address book or something, something like that. Yeah. Exactly, or or the Rolodex, right? Yeah. yeah, the Rolodex, yeah. <laughs> But he would call uh, my billet house once a week, right? Always checking in. It's like, how you doing? How's school? How's how's the girlfriend? How's the team? You know, all this stuff. And then uh, it, it became a relationship, right? Where it wasn't uh, it wasn't player and coach. It was more like best friends, right? Or and big brother. Yeah. And and that was cool because then it, you know stepping in stepping into to university, whether it being an athlete or just uh, you know a student. It's an overwhelming experience because you're you're coming from a high school, uh, regardless of where you are, right? You're you're automatically walking into something at least triple the size of what high school was before. Absolutely. And, you know, and then the diversity of people that you you know you're going to be interacting with is completely different, and so that kind of helped with that transition. So I came down here on my on my visit and got to go around the room, and the cool thing was uh, they showed me the dressing room and this was this was the older dressing room not the new one now that everyone sees right yeah. they're, they're spoiled that's it it's unbelievable the pre-cell yeah. phone have you been able to, uh, have you been able to be, see that yet not not in like 20 uh, i think i i played at uh magnus i think maybe 15 years ago yeah so the new dressing room is sick it, and the, the, like it's <laughs> awesome oh. but so i walk in and they had a jersey hanging it was you know goche number nine like man that's pretty cool right because then you could visualize putting that on yeah, coming in coming and in it's like all right yeah i'm gonna put this on you know i'm gonna i'm gonna play with all these all these other guys the top guys in the country and so uh that was that was one part but the the main reason the uh, the main thing was they said you know we want you we need you and we're gonna do everything we can to help you succeed right and so that was uh it was a no-brainer so uh, I chose chose University of Denver, and you know, four years after, it was a big it did all right. It was a pretty good choice. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's got to feel good, you know. I mean, especially with your more of like your past, you know, playing in juniors and stuff, like going up to Canada and having all these uh, having having a lot of these guys like all this dumb fucking yank coming in and taking my spot, kind of having like a more like a a negative approach to when you're coming into a hockey team. It's got to feel nice to, like, really have that, like, backing up is that welcoming feeling that they that we want you guys. We want you to play here. We need you to play here. Please play here, you know. It's got to be nice. Yeah, it, it was it was nice, and that was that was a thing that Seth Apper did such a great job of, right, is is showing that they care, but they also wanted, right, they, they wanted to, 
to have me be a part of that family, to be a part of that culture, and that was a great feeling, absolutely. And oh, hey, yeah. and you can even be a freshman and still play, play right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you can play freshman year, sophomore year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got to play. That was the thing. You, you were we're gonna put. And that was a, they they put me with their two uh, top seniors as a freshman, right? So it's oh, like get huge. you get your feet wet, Rook. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, throw you into the fire, man. Like that's and that's about. I always thought that was kind of more like the best way to learn, especially playing hockey. You know, playing with guys that are way beyond your uh, like, well, either skill level or just not beyond your years. I think that's the best way to really learn from the game of hockey. When you, well, I, I feel like when you're a younger kid too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yep. And you know what's kind of neat now that. Uh, you you left the bay was it the bay area that you were in or southern california southern cal yeah um that whole area is now if not the one of the largest adult rec league and youth rec leagues in the country now so it's pretty cool that that's happened in the last 10 15 years yeah it's remarkable and then and then you actually you're seeing nhl products right that are coming from from Southern California, from oh, Northern yeah. California, but yeah, it's uh, like you said th- to see how big it really is right now. Uh, it's ridiculous. Like, how many, like you know, if the pro t- right for for the AHL to move to Southern California, right? That's something big. Like to to say that you have six professional hockey franchises in your state yeah you know at the highest levels three in the nhl and three in the american hockey or four in the american hockey yeah stockton right like like, that's ridiculous (laughs) it's pretty great yeah it's like it's the same i i just did a double take because i was like no colorado has the most microbreweries and then it was like california i was like Okay, I'm I'm looking at California all wrong. Like my whole yeah, world yeah. is getting turned upside down. They, they just need to change the leadership there, and it'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, all right. So moving on. I mean, like you're playing for DU, and then you guys, you guys get your, uh, you guys win your first national championship. How was the first one? And like, you know, how did you know? How do you? How does that take you back? And like, how do you? How do you just like look back on that and? Like all the stuff that, that you went through in that season, like man, it it was a crazy year. Uh, there there actually could be a, a book written about it uh, just on that year with all the ups and downs. And I'll try and summarize it as as little as possible because, we, like I said, we could have another segment on this. Um, but it was a uh, it it was a year of the spirits, and it was what I mean by that is uh, Cliff Coral and Keith Magnuson. Uh, were on the Denver team back in 69 when they won the national championship and they both played for Chicago and then National Hockey League and they came into our dressing room at the start of the year and talked to us about what their team did in 69 right the, to be successful and to be national champions and uh, it just it, we then formed a mission statement based on what they were talking about fast forward into uh, midway through the season like we were we were towards the bottom of the standings like we were not doing good and uh there was it was during christmas it was right before christmas i believe or right after christmas uh but keith magnuson unfortunately was in a a a fatal car accident in toronto uh and that that shook up not only the whole alumni university but shook us up too right because he was just in our, our dressing room talking to us, yeah. uh, you know, about about their 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 season and their championship, and and things really turned around from there. Where uh, we took being a team and being a family to a whole new level, uh, you know, and like we were we got in fights and practices, right? And the reason why it wasn't because we were pissed at each other; it's because we were holding each other accountable for being competitive, right? And 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 making sure you're doing shit the right way yep. um and, and so then our, our season turned around and we ended up winning right we beat north dakota who was ranked number one and then we just started pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping and we squeaked in to the national tournament right so we squeaked into the national tournament and uh so we put, were playing uh miami of ohio uh first game and I remember Ryan Caldwell had a, a beautiful goal. We ended up beating them, I think it was four to three or four to two. It was a close game, right? 
Uh, then, then we took on North Dakota. So North Dakota was ranked number one, right? And we were number 16 because we squeaked right in. Uh, and so they won their semifinal. So we're playing North Dakota at uh, World Arena down in CC, oh, right? Man. So it's it's already nuts, right? The, the place is half North Dakota, it's half Denver, right? It's crazy because North Dakota does have some of the best traveling fans in college hockey, bar none. Oh, right? easily, like, yeah. Easily the best fans. And, and so we're playing them, ends up being a one nothing game. We beat them one nothing. And wow. It, like, it was stupid. Like, they were so pissed, right? Because they were ranked one all year. And, and then the number 16 it comes in just right. two games in a row, too. Two games in a row, right? Uh, and so then, so then now we go to the national championship, okay? So the national championship's in Boston, right? And it's us, Duluth, BC, and Maine. So it's a WCHA Hockey East matchup. Oh, man. Right? And here's, here's the crazy thing. So we're doing the opening ceremonies, and, and Boston University was actually the host uh, host university for the national national tournament. So uh, we're there, and, and their coach, uh, Jack Parker, is giving the opening ceremony speech. And he's going, going, going. And, and we're, by the way, we're at uh, Fenway Park while this is going on. So we're at Fenway Park where you see the Green Monster, and he's talking in Boston, talking. And uh, as he wrapped up, he, he left it as we have a – Four great schools here, but no doubt in my mind, the best conference will come out on top. Uh-oh. <laughs> right? That, 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 that's a PR boo-boo, right? Oh, yeah. As you all know, you're not going to say that. So, obviously, he wanted Hockey East to win, right? Oh. So, it, it was crazy, too, because of the matchups. So, the semifinals, it was us against Duluth. Okay? It was the first matchup, and then it was Maine against BC. So... We end up playing Duluth, and that we were down. We ended up coming back. Uh, Lucas Dora had an unreal goal, right, to to take us through, and then uh, so we we finished finished that off, finished off Duluth, and we're like, oh man, we're we're like we're in the national championship, we're, and so we're like, this is crazy. The whole year we never thought, yeah. right, but it was that turning point, right, of Keith's passing that he then basically was a uh, helped us in spirit right because then in the national championship game there were so many things that you go back you watch it and you're like that should not have happened right certain things just should not have happened but for one is uh so this was back before they changed the whole crease rule but oh yeah Maine actually scored the first goal of the game but they called it back because of foot in the crease right and when you go and watch the video, like, I, I'm not even kidding you, the plays over there, his toe is in the top part of the crease. Oh, so it's not even, it's, it's, a, not, it's like a technicality. It's a technicality, oh, right? And, and so now you go back, you're like, how does that even affect it? He didn't even interfere with Burkle. He didn't do anything like that. But it's one little thing. It, it, the rules are rules, right? And and so we ended up, uh, call, uh, the call got, or the call, uh, goal got disallowed. Yeah. So then uh, later in, we get a power play, and uh, I score the goal, right? So I get the only goal, uh, and it was, a, it was a pass from Connor James, and Jimmy Howard was their, was their goalie at the time. And I just got it, shot it, and it went five hole. Uh, and that ended up being the game winner, so the only goal in the national championship. But we killed off a six on three, with a minute and a half to go in the game. You were in the Sexy. penalty box for that, too. Hell yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you must have been shit in your pants. Dude, so I'll lead you up to this point. So uh, t about two minutes ago, uh, Matt Latch gets a hooking penalty, right? And uh, so he's in the box. And, and so I'm out on, on the penalty kill. So we, I, I don't know if I won or lost it. But anyway, puck gets cleared. And they're coming down. And they go to flip it in, and the guy fans on the flip, right? And I end up catching it, and I go to play it with my hand, and they call me for palming uh, it, closing my hand on the puck, delay a game. Of course, right? So I'm like, well, yeah. If you break it down into instant, instant, instant slow motion, yeah, it looks like throwing the puck, right? But anyway, got thrown in the box, and it's just like, oh, man. 
So it's now five on three with a minute 38, I believe it was, right? Because I knew that I was in the box regardless, okay? I was in the box regardless. They had, had to either score or we're going in overtime before I got out. And so uh, Matt Latch is sitting there just heads down, and I'm giving him the play-by-play because -play I'm like, you know what? We got it, right? <laughs> and there was two plays. One, the most distinctive play, was the puck got passed across crease. And Adam Burkle's completely out of the net. Matt Carl puts his stick down, right? And the main player hits his shaft, hits the shaft of his stick. On the come down, on right? On the come down, and the puck gets deflected out of play. Like, when I'm talking about a wide open net, like Beeks, this is a wide open net. Oh, man. Okay? And Carl just puts his stick down, and we're like, that was Magnuson, right? That was key. That'd be Magnuson, okay? yeah. <laughs> and, and it was so that's why it was the year of the spirits. And so we ended up uh, winning, winning the game because there was about 15 seconds left, and it, things you're like, why would you do this? Why would you do this? And they they sauced a pass across on right? a six on three. On a six on three, they did a sauce. He sauced it. The guy's on the wing, and he sauces it to the to the far point. Why would you do that? What happens? The puck bounces out of play, or it bounces out of the zone, and then they couldn't get back, right? But it's like, why? Why would you do that? Magnuson took the puck. <laughs> <laughs> just hand of God, just get that out of here. Exactly. So the vibe. So that was that was that was a championship. It was unbelievable, and the, just the experience was, was gigantic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely unbelievable. Oh, yeah, Shakespearean. Uh, Almost. Absolutely. Like, definitely, so, man. So then the next year you go back again and you take the NCAA championship again. Yeah, we go back to back. And uh, and that year, actually, we, we had a damn good team. Like, we had we had some talent. Stastny, you know, was a freshman at the time. Yeah, Polly Walnuts. You know, Polly yeah. Walnuts, absolutely. And, uh, and we just had uh, – we had Menino and Nett, right, and – we had a great freshman group that came in, and, and then the sophomores, right? Matt Carl and, and Vitamin and Dingle, like all those guys, we were just, we were the team to beat, right? And we were number one all year. It, it, it was, it was. No Sioux story this time. No Sioux story. <laughs> no, well, we beat them again, right? Yeah. So they had, we beat them twice again. <laughs> this is, I love it, right? Because. Uh, us in the Sioux, DU and the Sioux have the biggest rivalry. Oh, it's oh great. yeah. Right? And it's unbelievable. It's awesome. But, yeah, we ended up – so we'll just fast forward through the year. And we, we were playing in the WCHA Final Five, right? And uh, and this is at the uh, Excel Energy Center in Minnesota. And we had their number all year. Had their number all year. And, again, uh, had it again. And, and so they ended up tying the game late. And uh, we go into overtime. Uh, we're out there. I'm out there. I take the face off, win the face off. D to D, regroup, boom. I get the puck. I go in. I walk inside the, the blue. I cut back, go to the center, and just rip a wrister. And it goes over Lamoureux's shoulder. Great glove. Just psh, And it was, it was sick. So, <laughs> so, that was, and we, so we ended up beating North Dakota in the WCHA Final Five, right? So that's the first time. Then we go to the Frozen Four. Okay, so Frozen Four, this is another unique thing about it. All four teams were from the WCHA, right? All four teams were from the same conference. It was unbelievable. It was us, CC, uh, Duluth, and North Dakota. Wow. All in the Frozen Four, right? And people go, well, how, uh, that was rigged. It was rigged. It was not rigged. Like, all of the teams won their divisions. Division separately, right? and, separately got and got there. It just proved that the WCHA was a top top <laughs> hockey producer. Take that, Boston exactly. University. Back to back. Yeah. And not only back to back, but it was four, It was the fourth in a row for the WCHA because the two years prior uh, to us, it was Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. Right? So it was all WCHA. So then now we're – we're playing well first let me just say we pump cc because we always got to say that right pump CC. yeah <laughs> take that cc yeah, <laughs> seven to one and then Ooh. uh yeah it was a it was a bad one they, they had to fly back with us on on the plane back oh. from columbus right because th this is the, the jersey i was wearing i bet you that and was an awkward it, plane right it for was 100 <laughs> percent awkward right because on the way there on the way there 
uh, we sat in the back of the plane, they sat in the front, right? It's all happy, giggles, blah, blah, blah. And then after we beat North Dakota, we beat North Dakota four to, four to one, I think it was. Uh, Polly Walnuts had a couple goals, yep. and then uh, and then he fed me for the empty netter, right? And it was awesome. So it was back to back, and uh, it, it, and that was such an awesome experience because, like I said, we knew we had that, that gut feeling, right? That no matter what game we were going into, like we're either taking this to overtime or we're winning it, we're winning in, in regulation. Like we yeah. just had that that confidence, and it wasn't it wasn't arrogance, right? It wasn't being cocky. It was just confident, right? Because we had a lot of guys that were returning from the, the previous year, the 04 year. We had a great freshman group coming in, and we had a we had that vision, that mentality from when Keith Magnuson and Cliff Coral came into our room the, the year before, right? And so it, it was part of the history. And so then on the flight back, CC's sitting in the back of the plane. We're sitting in the front of the plane. We have the lights on. We're playing cards. <laughs> they have to watch it, and they had to sit there and watch it, right? And this was this was all, this was back before all the airplane regulations, where you could actually walk on the plane. And yes. all that. So we're walking around with the trophy, you know, and all that just stuff. Just rubbing their just, noses in it. Yeah. Hey, it's not your fault. They're on your flight home. We you didn't know? make the mistake. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, so we ended up flying back uh, with CC and. Uh, it was, that was just another another great experience. But each one had its own uniqueness. Oh yeah. Uh, of of victory. That's incredible. So let's move on. I mean, we could keep. We seriously could keep going, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I told you, Beaks. Like. Oh yeah. Totally. I I, I I was I didn't doubt you. So I mean, for time constraints. Time constraints. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's move on. Because that's to, always been our biggest concern yeah, oh, on this right. show. <laughs> So let, let's move on to uh, you know after you graduate, what uh like, what 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 path did you decide to take after you know graduation? Like where 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 did your you know like where'd your career start to take you from there? Yeah, uh, great question, and and I will say too because this will lead into another segment, um, is we say graduation lightly because I didn't officially graduate until 2019 i went back and finished my degree oh wow yeah so i just i just officially graduated on paper uh back in june of 2019 nice. so the, thank you so the so the path i took uh was a, it was four years playing university uh but i i i screwed around because we won the championships right and so yeah i screwed around and didn't go to class that much and so it prolonged the, the credits but anyway then i chose uh, to play professional and, and I wasn't drafted uh, I signed as a free agent with the Los Angeles Kings and it was the organization that I grew up watching in, in Southern California so that was uh, to say a dream come true is an understatement <laughs> yeah yeah you that's know? pretty cool um, and then uh, I, and then got to actually play for them so I got to play eight games uh, with the Kings which was was phenomenal and, and to be honest some of it is I still can't remember all of it uh, because it's just, it, it, it was such a blur, right? And it was such an awe moment. And I'm like, oh, dude, I, I couldn't take it all in. Um, but my, my first game I got called up where uh, I had to go and meet the team in Dallas. So they were playing the Dallas Stars. So I meet the team there. And uh, it was a Saturday. It was, and then we played in a Sunday afternoon game. Uh, so anyway, leading up to the game, see all the guys and, you know, Hey, welcome, 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 all that stuff. And I get all the Kings gear, right? They swapped out all my, my Manchester Monarchs, the, the affiliate AHL stuff. And, uh, and I'm like, man, this is this is nuts, right? Oh, yeah. Wearing, wearing a Kings jersey, it's just crazy. And then what made it crazier is uh, Mark Crawford was a coach. And, you know, he comes in the room to do the starting lineup. And he, like, looks around and he goes, ah, well, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Coach, yeah, you're going to start. Uh, <laughs> Bull. No way. Dude, yes. So he goes, Coach, yeah, you're starting. Uh, Zyler, you're on the wing. And uh, Evenons is on the other wing, right? So Zyler was my buddy that we were playing in match together. And then uh, Evenons was, was the tough guy, the enforcer for the, for the Kings. And uh, so I'm, start, I start, like, I'm starting lineup. Like, first game, and, and I'm in Dallas. And... I'm starting, and uh, who else do I face? Uh, like, 
They're like, man, that's unreal. That's I can't believe you're starting. Well, yeah, I'm also facing off against Mike Medano. Oh, oh my God. God. So I'm facing off against Mike Medano, and then you got Yuri Lettinen, and then you got Yossi Jokinen, and then you have Zubov, and then you have Boucher, and you got Turco and Net. Right? That was Good the, luck, bud. That was the starting lineup. <laughs> so shaking like a dog shit razor blade. I'm in there, and I'm like, I'll, I'm taking the face off, right? So I'm in there like a gritty pit bull, little, you know. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and Medano's just sitting there all cool, like, look at this rock, you know? <laughs> just poking so, his stick in there. Yeah, hey, hey. he ends up winning the face-off just by the little, <laughs> little flick of the wrist, right? So he wins the face-off, and it goes back to Zubov, and then Zubov to Boucher. Boucher turns it over to Evenox, or Zyler, excuse me. Turns it over to Zyler, and I jump in the play. Excellent. Okay? And now it's a two-on-one. Me, Evenox... He gets the puck over to me. I'm at the top of the circles. Put the shoulder down, I fake the shot. Turco goes down. I go to the left, I shoot, I hit the post. Oh, God. It goes out. It doesn't go posted in. It goes posing out. And, and, and that was seven seconds. Seven seconds into the my first game, first shift. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> my Lord. Jesus. Oh my God, that's, <laughs> that's amazing, that's man! Nuts. So I always, I always try to ask. So any, any sweet locker room stories you got? Those eight games you played, some dirt you might have with some of those guys. You maybe want to share with us? I <laughs> <laughs> got You gotta ask. Oh, they, oh, there's, there's dirt. Remember, they're in a bubble. Yeah. They can't get to you, right? Yeah, now. exactly. Oh, well, all the guys that I know don't play anymore, <laughs> so that's the thing, right? They'll just but, show uh, up to your house or something. Well, we'll just say this: that um, it involves. Bleaching, okay, and it involves uh, the exit fr- uh, of the body. Oh man, anal bleaching! Ah, there you go. Oh <laughs> my god! Um, Holy shit! So. I mean- uh-huh. When they say what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room, I, I mean, there's a true meaning behind yes, it. That so that's going to go that, hold true That's that. all I'll say. That's the it. cleanest, dirtiest thing you could have said. Well, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anal bleaching. That's wow. a, that's that's a new one. Interesting, yeah, that's a new yeah. one on me. That's uh, for sure. Right? <laughs> wow. All right. It, uh, yeah. Look it up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Unfortunately, I know. Google that shit. Don't do it at home either, kids, please. (laughs) Wipe your browser after that. Wipe your browser after that. Wear gloves, too. Yeah, oh, Oh, totally. (laughs) All right, so moving. And and not after Taco Tuesday. (laughs) Oh, God. He went there. We didn't even have to. Yeah, normally that's our job. That's pretty yeah. nice. We don't have to. We barely <laughs> open the door and he just yeah. kicks that thing in like a police SWAT team. Oh, that was, <laughs> oh man, that's a fucking beauty yes. right there, man. Oh, I oh. like how he was like, um, I'll just be really subtle about this. And then like 10 seconds later, he's just like. Set the stage. <laughs> Set the stage Set with the, the bleach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then of course I jump in. Oh, anal bleaching? Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. Well, you say it like, it's like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, well, you say you say it like you, you just you do it every Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Like daily <laughs> it's not foreign waters to me, so <laughs> whatever. I don't do anything. Somebody else might be doing it. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> CNAs. Anyway. You just take it day oh, by God. bidet, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Day by day. All right, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to gather myself enough to ask, <laughs> ask you a new question here. Yeah, boys, please. Uh, yeah, hey, let's you, unclench a little leader. bit well, here. Do you need to get the uh, anthem singer on or what? <laughs> oh my God, I don't know. I told, dude, I told you, this is gonna be more than one segment. <laughs> oh, clearly, yes, absolutely. So. <laughs> Where do you guys broadcast out, or where do you, where do you? Uh, oh, we, uh, we, uh, Thornton, right down in our, my garage. In garage? Yeah. Down in the basement. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I go down in the basement. Down in the basement you, with the anal bleach. You need to come visit kit. the garage one time. Great, I'll bring the yeah. bleach. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, uh, we'll, we'll let the experienced veterans go first. Yeah, we'll let them there's the goal yeah. light. There's the goal <laughs> light. No, but I, Beeks, I'm serious, man. We, we we need to have more segments. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Okay. Well, 
and I think that's a, a, the best time to end right <laughs> there at anal bleaching. And yeah. I think it is the best time to yeah. close it out. Oh <laughs> like, uh, you you like, can't get any higher than that. We have reached the pinnacle of this whole entire thing. I, I, when, yeah. you're, when, you're go- when you're going to clip this, right, yeah. and then you title it anal bleach, like, uh, oh my that, god, that should be the segment title. Oh, I, in my head, I was Gautier. already like, we get the biggest <laughs> insights in the league from. <laughs> Go <laughs> uh, Every time I think of LA Kings, I'm going to think of anal bleaching. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they've got two cups, and they're pretty proficient in anal bleaching. Yeah. <laughs> God, could you imagine what they did with that cup? It's very clean. I don't. <laughs> oh, my God. You can eat right thank, out of it. Thank you, Phil. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Good well, stuff. damn it, Gabe. That was awesome. Thank yeah, you so much. Thank you. Um, this was a fun one. So everybody listening <laughs> that hopefully is still listening, we'll have part two of Gabe Gauthier very soon here. So, uh, uh, Gabe, if you don't mind actually signing our banner here, bud. Absolutely. Be yeah. honored to do it. Now, Beeks, I'll ask you, what number do you want me to sign in? Do you want me to go number nine, my college number, or 28, my pro number? What would you rather? Well, since you're wearing that beautiful DU jersey. Got to go nine, baby. so am I, baby. Got to go nine, Gotta baby. Got to go nine. Yep. That sounds right. good. Well, you guys, let's wrap this one up. Or? Yeah, uh, we'll, let's get a picture of uh, good old goats uh, with anal bleaching in mind. Yeah. yeah. There he goes. Draw a bleach bottle next to it. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> That wasn't a bleach bottle. Oh man, thank you so much, Gabe. This was too much fun, man. Thanks again, Beeks. Thank you, gentlemen. Oh, absolutely. Part two of Gabe Goche's Adventures in Ice Hockey and Anal Bleaching coming your way soon. Wow, so that's a pretty in- interesting conversation we just had with Gabe Goche. No joke, man. I mean, we've learned a lot. I mean, a lot about national championships, and I mean, something I don't think any of us expected, anal bleaching. Anal bleaching, man, and hopefully hopefully we get a part two like uh, Gabe mentioned. And oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know if we need to talk about it more, but... Uh, I'm very curious about his Vegas adventures and stuff. I'm 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 hoping for more entertaining um, stories like like the one we had right at the end. I mean, if his early career was that interesting, I could only imagine what he gets into later. So yeah, uh, but uh, right now we got uh, Derek Armstrong and uh, his two sons, Easton and Dawson, ready to talk to us. So we're gonna get them mic'd up and uh, get into that. Awesome, man. Let's hop over to Derek Armstrong. Beauty. All right, so we're back with more second period action from the Dog Bowl. This is On the Bench with Beaks, and I am so honored to have Derek Armstrong from, uh, you guys are obviously going to know him from the LA Kings, New York Islanders, so many other NHL teams. Derek, can you say hi? Hey, how you doing, guys? Rock and roll. And we are so lucky to be joined by both his sons, Easton and Dawson. Thank you guys for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having us. So I just want to start out by saying, I mean, thank you guys for coming and doing this tournament. It's a huge honor to see you guys coming out here, you know, like raising some money for it. Like, how did you guys get, uh, get, you know, into it with Dog Nation? Well, I've known Marty for a long time, obviously. The game of hockey has been good to my family. Both my boys play. I get to play for a long time. So uh, in our family, the, the game is love. You know, we love the sport. And, and when you can come out and play these games and these charity games and give back to such beautiful people and hardworking people, it's it's an honor for our family to be here just as a, you know, and, and to play with my boys and to play with a lot of the old teammates and to see smiles on people's faces. There's nothing better in life. Beautiful. What do you boys think, though? Yeah, it's, it's good to be here. This is our first time playing. We watched our dad play in many years, but it's great to be here. Really fun. Really uh, fun to play, yeah. It's, yeah awesome. it's, it's awesome playing with all the all the, all the NHLers and playing on their team. It's really fun to watch them, just, just learn off of them when you're playing. Yeah, you just got so many of these big old pros out there, and you know you guys – well, you guys are just so young, and you yeah. know you guys are coming up in the uh, – in the uh, hockey ranks and like uh what do you what, like are you guys uh, is this kind of like a learning experience for you guys too yeah i mean ton of great players out there all you have to do is watch and you learn so much they, they just play the game so well it's so smart yeah it's really awesome yeah it's been super good it's, it's 
really good to get back into our pace here because we're we've we've just been working out in the gym mostly now but now this is our first time getting back playing better hockey so well, yeah. well, well fuck man it's beautiful i mean you get a hop back on the ice yeah, finally yeah. after three months of just like uncertainty just like sitting around on your butts and stuff like well i mean i do that all the time so <laughs> i can't really judge or anything but I, like it's, so it's, it's got to be feeling really good to be back out on the ice yeah the best part probably about uh covid you know obviously it's been it's been tough on the economy, tough on a lot of people, but my kids introduced me to Netflix. So I, I, I oh. didn't believe in Netflix my whole entire life. I used to yell at my kids for watching Netflix, and now now they got me watching Netflix, and I'm hooked. So I've, as an older guy, I'm an old school guy, and they've taught me some new stuff. It's been good t- with my wife and my kids watching Netflix. It's been dynamite. All right, well, I'm, uh, now that you mentioned Netflix, I gotta I just got to give you one uh one recommendation, Norseman. It's oh. a parody of like uh, that show Vikings. Yeah, uh, it's fucking yeah. hilarious, and you guys, you guys will love it. Yeah, yeah. The kids got a couple good ones. The, the boys got a couple girls on a couple of Netflix shows. So you might want. The, which ones you guys watch, boys? Well, one Outer Banks, the Sarah Banks Cameron girl. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, good. Us, what are you watching? Uh, I watch a ton of stuff. Uh, I've been watching Trailer Park Boys a lot lately. Oh, that's what a show! Awesome. What a show! Yeah, so Trailer Park funny. Boys is a stable, but. Yeah. I'm watching actually I'm watching Kingdom right now, which is a really good one about a UFC guy. So if you if you like like ballers or um, entourage or California cases along that lines, but it's been enjoyable, you yeah, know. We've got the last three months I've got to be in the gym with my boys, getting lifted and hanging out. So it's you know, as much as the world is in, in a little bit of, of chaos right now. I, I've got to spend a lot of great family time with my kids, so I've really enjoyed it. That's incredible. And uh, and well, uh, speaking of family and hockey, I mean. Derek Armstrong, we know you, you, you've had an incredible career playing like uh, playing in L.A., uh, playing in a lot of different places in Ottawa, New York, you know. Um, where, where do you think you uh, really fit in in, in the whole uh, grand scheme of the NHL? Yeah, I, I really love playing hockey. Everybody knows I play a lot in the minors and I, I play a lot of junior, but I would probably say L.A. is my home team. You know, I, I work for them right now. I do TV for them. I do some hockey development stuff. So we just actually uh, drove back from L.A. the last two days. So we're moving back to Colorado. And fortunately, I still get to work for the L.A. Kings, so I get to travel. But, you know, it, it's such a great game. And like I tell my boys and anyone who gets to play, it's an absolute honor to get to play hockey for a living. You know, I, yeah. uh, my, my whole passion in life besides my family has been the game of hockey. And it, it's given me a, li- a, a living. So to play at 47 years old with a lot of 20-year-olds and, and my kids are young and still, you know, trying to hang in there. It's just a, it's just such a gift, and, and I cherish every minute of this day. And I do got to bring it up. You were the, uh, you're the CHL coach of the year for the Denver Cutthroats. CHL coach here, and then last year I won an Emmy for Fox too. So it's it's been really good, you know. Oh yeah. My kids call me Forrest Gump a little bit because I kind of just <laughs> kind of just stumble into stuff. stuff but like I said, yeah, I just stumble <laughs> in. And, you know, just just being around my boys and, and my wife, it's such a gift. And like I said, guys like yourself who. You know, you probably don't you don't play, or but you love the sport just as much as my mom. You know, and you, yeah. you love the game of hockey, and, and that's ultimately what it's about. You know, obviously, we're, we're fortunate we get to play at the highest levels for a long time, but to be around you guys like you and, and to give back to a special cause like Dog Nation, it, it truly is is a gift for me and my family. And to give back to this great game, we really enjoyed it, and we appreciate you guys too. Thank you. It's incredibly special, and thank you. And um, I want to I want to focus on you guys. You guys are blazing quite the. Uh, hockey careers for yourself so you guys want to kind of break that down yeah uh sure so i i just played my first year of juniors last year in the wshl for the utah outliers and i'm heading back there this next season to play again so beautiful congratulations thanks man last year i got to play for the junior king 16 triple a team we actually had a really good team last year we had a bunch of good players and we actually had a shot of maybe winning nationals but unfortunately it got canceled oh yeah and uh also um i got called up to play for the regina pats last year for two games oh nice and then hope and next year i'll be playing there and hopefully we can uh oh that have a full season so i mean yeah. like uh when, when you when you got a dad like uh mr armstrong over here um like what, what do you guys like what do you think he kind of expects from you and what what do you what like what do you guys want to do to kind of set yourself apart from Derek? i mean yeah he he's a great dad he he really just wants us to work hard and enjoy hockey he doesn't he's not like uh things if all oh, if we don't do great in hockey we're the worst he just he just loves us to work hard and have fun and just do, do our best, you know. It's awesome to have him as a dad, great dad. That's awesome, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, really great. Dad. It was definitely always nice watching him when I was yeah, growing was up, awesome. watching him always work. It just helps me model off how, how I'm supposed to be working, and especially because he's been our trainer the past couple months, yeah. and just he, he's always pushed us, and I, I wouldn't be where I am without him, so. Oh, that's for that's sure. fucking incredible, man! Tears in my eyes, tears in my eyes. Oh, I, know. I, I remember drinking beer after that one. I'm, a, I'm, <laughs> getting, a, I'm, a, I'm getting a little bit of the vapors myself. 
<laughs> what do, all right, so let's turn the tables here. But uh, Derek, what do you think about these two uh, fine young men? Uh, they, you know, I, I was very fortunate. You know, I've been married 23 years, and I got to play for a long time. So our family was fortunate. Our wife got to stay at home for, for all those years. You know, we have an, have an amazing wife, and they have an amazing mom as well. You know, they yeah, can sit here and praise me all they want. But mom had to bring them to hockey. Mom had to get breakfast for them. Mom has to pick up after them every day. So, yeah. you know, my wife Shannon has a lot to do with this as well. And we're, we're just trying to raise fine young men. You know, we want them to respect the world and, you know, respect the game and respect people that are around. And, you know, that's what our family's all about. We're, we're the Armstrongs. We have lots of energy, but we like to give back to people too as well. We like to make people smile. So when we get on the ice, we, we're a bit we're a bit feisty, but we leave that on the ice and off the ice. We just try to be good people. That's all. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. And you know, I, I've I've spent some times cursing you out a couple yeah, of times. But uh, I deserve, maybe you threw a beer on me too. I probably deserved it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? Uh, thank you guys so much for doing this. And clearly, you're raising two incredible boys. And I thank and you. I can't thank you guys so much for coming and playing hockey with us. And um, we got a little uh, we got a little tradition uh, here on the bench of beaks. Would you guys be so kind to sign the banner? Oh, for of sure. Of course. Yeah, we'd, be, we'd be honored to, actually. Thank oh, you. Abs- oh, great. thank you so much. Uh, we've got uh, we've got Sharpies somewhere around here. Uh, uh, we got, right yeah, here, we got, yeah, we got. Yeah, we got. Uh, yeah, it's like Crayola crayons to them. They don't even know what a Sharpie is. They also do is Snapchat and TikTok. Yeah, th- these are these Sharpies are the things that you like. <laughs> Write with? Oh, Do you know crazy. what write? Like, <laughs> writing sticks. Yeah, that's crazy. You <laughs> know the text. Yeah, that's hey, that's all that matters. Eh? Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, Thanks for having us. Oh, dude, I, and, and like I said, thank you for giving back to me, to all these other recipients, and everything like that. And, uh, you have no idea how much it means to us, and um, uh, we hope to have you guys back every soon, uh, more and more. And uh, I'll definitely be looking for you boys uh, here in the next few awesome. years. Eh? Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And we appreciate all the work you guys do. Like you said, it, this, this, this game, we want to keep growing it and keep growing it the right way and keep growing fine people playing it. You know, it's a respectful game and guys like you keep growing the game and, and getting good people on here and supporting this great game. We really appreciate you. So thanks for, it's an honor for us to us three to be on here too as well. Uh, Thank you. I mean, yeah, hey. That's awesome. Uh, well, damn, I'm going to start crying again. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah. I have that we, effect. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, if we could get a couple uh, yeah, shots of you guys outside. Uh, cool. Here. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you so much. Cheers. It was quite Thank an you. honor, man. Cheers. Cheers, Thank you. Cheers awesome. boys. So that's it for period two action at the Dog Bowl 10, Keats. I think we uh, we learned a lot of stuff, and uh, I think uh, our next episode is going to even be even better. What do you think? No, absolutely, man. It was so cool to sit down with a couple of pros and then talk about their careers and some some funny stories. Uh, Derek was hilarious, man. Such a such a dad. Oh, absolutely. You know, is tripping his kids with TikToks and Snapchats. I, I thought that was pretty funny. And uh, but yeah, man, I I enjoyed it very much. But but yes, Cody, I agree with you. Uh, period three is going to be very special, and I think it's going to be a very very nice ending to this tournament itself and our uh three period um interviews <laughs> oh absolutely so um once again a huge thank you to dog nation for let us be out here um a huge thank you to my beer nation as per usual and thank you guys the listeners for sticking with us and listening to us chat hockey so uh in the meantime that's it for us so uh vihorsh uh tusen tak we'll see you next time guys see ya <laughs>